Hello. Welcome to the Bore You to Sleep podcast. The podcast that will hopefully help you get to sleep. I am going to read an open source book, one that is not particularly interesting, but one that is hopefully boring enough to get you to sleep. Good evening, and welcome to tonight's episode. We're going to be listening tonight to a book by Thomas G. Gentry. The book is titled The Nests and Eggs of Birds of the United States. As always, I appreciate you tuning in to listen to the stories that are somewhat a little uninteresting, but still enough to get you sleepy. A special thanks to a couple of listeners on the podcast iTunes app. Calm Harms, Jane M. Hutchins, appreciate the comments you left. As always, it really helps out when you're able to leave a rating or leave a comment on the podcast. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and hopefully you feel a little bit drowsy after the reading. This book was written in 1882, and we will start with the preface. For many years, we have been of the opinion that a work on nests and eggs in life-like colours would be a valuable acquisition to ornithological science and a meet a want that has long been felt to exist. After vainly hoping that some more competent person than the writer would see the necessity, therefore, and take a step in the right direction, we were beginning to despair of any such enterprise being undertaken, when, to our surprise, two publications partially of this character loomed up in the literary horizon, one hailing from Ohio and the other from New England. The former, a local publication, seemed of such high pecuniary value as to be beyond the public reach, while the latter, fully up to it in merit of learning, but illustrating merely the eggs, was destined to failure from the first and, after running a brief career, has at last ceased to exist. Under these circumstances, we embarked in the project 
in the confident expectation that our ornithological friends and others would give us encouraging support. The utter impracticability and, we may say, impossibility of any scheme looking to the delineations of all the nests built by the many hundreds of birds belonging to our country in the small space of a single volume was obvious from the outset. All that we could promise our conscience were the figures of representative forms and this we have kept in view and endeavoured to fulfil. To future series, if there should be a demand, we will leave the continuation of the subject when, not being necessarily restricted to family types, we shall labour to invest the plates with greater charms and attractiveness in the shape of rarer and more magnificent birds. Upon cursory examination, it will readily be perceived that the work has considerably deviated from its original aim. This change occurred shortly after the issuance of the third number and in obedience to the popular demand which insisted that the birds should be given with the nests, thereby entailing increased expense but adding, it cannot be denied, largely to the beauty, utility and value of the publication. This innovation dictated by good sense and sound knowledge necessitated further expenditures of capital. In order that an air of uniformity should pervade the entire work, it was very essential that extra plates of birds should be furnished for the early drawings of nests. Determined that the work should be first class in every respect and well worthy of patronage, the publisher spared not the expense and once more exceeded the promises made to his patrons. Especial pains have been taken with the text. The aim of the author has been to present a short, plain and detailed account of the habits of each species described from the time of its arrival if a migrant 
until its retirement to the south in the fall. In the case of resident birds, he has been particular to give their wintry history in addition to that of the breeding season in the same orderly and continuous manner as is apparent in his descriptions of their more migratory brethren. The presentation of the events in regular sequence if great care be not taken is sure to lead to monotony. This he has tried to avoid, but how well he has succeeded, he defers to the judgment of his readers. Throughout the work, considerable prominence has been given to those interesting and curious phases of bird life which are present during the breeding period and which have been the principal study of the author for many years. Extraneous matter has been sedulously omitted and nothing permitted to appear about which there could be serious doubts of accuracy. While he has drawn largely and in very many instances almost entirely from his own observations, recorded and unrecorded for material he has not hesitated to consult the writings of others or to avail himself of the statements of reliable correspondence where his own knowledge has been incomplete or defective. Wilson, Audubon, Nuttall, Brewer, although dead, have spoken to him through their valuable works and yielded up their varied observation for occasional selections. Among living authors, to Baird, Coos, Ridgeway, Allen, Samuels, Corey, and Minot, and others less eminent, he has had access through their writings and he now takes this opportunity of returning to them his grateful acknowledgements. In the arrangement of the details of the plates, the artist has been subject to the suggestions and dictations of the author. The constant aim of the latter being to secure accuracy in this respect, as well 
as the greatest variety possible. The typography for clearness, sharpness, regularity and finish has rarely been surpassed by that of any other work. Much praise is due the enterprising publisher for his liberality and public spiritedness. With these few preliminary remarks, we send this beautiful book out into the world, trusting that it may meet with a cordial reception everywhere. If it be the means of acquainting man with the lovable manners and interesting domestic relations of a few, though not all, of our feathered friends and of restraining our youth from nest-destroying propensities by offering them pictures of the homes of birds for study and contemplation and thus abate the evil of ornithology or benefit or if it add but one new fact to the author's favourite science of ornithology or benefit it in any way whatever he will rest satisfied and feel that he has not laboured in vain. Thomas G. Gentry, Germantown, Philadelphia, May 1882